open immediately where our last episode left off. In the last episode, we saw you all fight a giant creature that um, we realized wasn't actually something you needed to fight. It was running from something. So we got the whole team jumped up on the back of this creature and you all are heading down one of the paths. Uh, There is a circle of pathways leading out from a central location that looks like very much like the scene that you're on right now where this giant creature ran away from this like radial point. So you all are heading back down there, but it is a few mile walk, um, mile and a half or so. And this creature is not like sprinting. It almost feels like it is not really trying to move. Like it doesn't want to go, but it is going because of the connection you all had with it last time, uh, specifically that Malta Regina had with it last time. Uh, So it is advancing in that direction, but begrudgingly. So you all have a second. We had some fun emotional stuff last time. So if you (laughs) want to debrief chat, this is your moment. I would also like to commune with the unseen to see if they have any information about what we're heading towards, like what all of the creatures were running away from. Perfect. Uh, Can you read that move for me? Uh, When you perform a ritual to commune with the unseen, give a dangerous unseen a string on you and roll plus spirit. Um, And then I can read you the list. Perfect. Go ahead and roll plus spirit for me. Uh, That's an eight. So on a seven to nine, choose two from the 10 plus list, but choose one thing that goes awry. Uh, Let's go with a 10 plus list first. Um, Okay, so I would like to learn something important from the unseen, uh, which is I would like to learn what's going on. You know, yeah, like what like what's going on? What is the danger? I think that's actually the only thing that I am invested in. I don't need to pick a second one. Excellent. And then what are the options for things to go awry? Uh, Restless unseen cause a haunting. Hungry unseen destroy all non-sentient life in a small area. Uh, stern unseen judge you inflicting a condition and do you pick that or do i pick that um it says choose one so i assume that i pick but you are welcome to offer something that is more interesting if you think of one but i think maybe what it is is as she's talking to the unseen they sort of start the conversation by telling adelaide off for putting her life in danger with the train instead of just letting it hit the creature and it sort of sinks in for her how foolish an action that was, um, like how how dumb that was. Uh, so I think maybe, I don't know what condition that would be, maybe either guilty or insecure, possibly. Yeah, I would say that sounds more guilty than insecure, but it could either, could totally be either. I'll take, I'll take guilty. So she feels guilty about having done that. Excellent. When you talk to the unseen, do you see what they see or do they like tell you about it? I th- I think like she sort of partially enters like the um the world of the unseen. So yeah, sees into their sort of world, but only she can. Uh I think Adelaide Adelaide would have told you that this is what she was doing. She was like, I'm gonna talk to my friends for a little bit, is I think what she says. And then you see her like 
become a little transparent. Ooh, amazing. I'm going to get everyone's reaction to that in a second. Um, But before we get everyone's reaction to that, as you step into this other world, this unseen world, the unseen world for you has been very natural, with the exception, obviously, of like the train tracks. There is a massive amount of man-made things that don't have a soul, don't have like life to them in that circle. So at that like center point, there is steel and there is carbon and there is like just metal structures. And you get a glimpse of a sign that reads Cal Enterprises. And you would definitely know about Cal Enterprises in an abstract way, like kind of in the way that like, you know about a business from like another country where you're like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, Cal Enterprises is essentially a very large company that is intending to build in a world where people aren't building things. It's construction, but also like environmental destruction. It's a capitalist group intending to, you know, destroy everything for their own financial gain. Okay. And a thing that exists right now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they are a thing that exists right now. Uh, and they are primarily located on the float um, because they live on that cruise ship and like own and occupy and control that like cruise ship where like the wealthy live. So it seems like they are spreading out from their like home territory in the float. Cool. That, that sucks. I hate that. Yeah, that, that definitely sucks. Um, and while you're seeing this, I want to cut to the rest of the group. Everyone else, uh, Adelaide just became vaguely transparent. I want to get reactions from everyone there. Uh, I want to start with Coney, because Coney, you just had a, a moment with Adelaide. And now she is not really here. So, Coney, what is your reaction to this? I'm shocked. And although I am very familiar with odd things as I'm a traveler and I've seen a number of things in my travels, it's very and I've heard of things of this nature. It's very disconcerting to see it happen to one who I just shared an intimate moment with. Um, and I'm concerned and should I touch her? What would happen if I touch? Maybe I shouldn't touch her. Should I touch? No, I'll just stand here and worry actively. Um, but I do notice that Adelaide is still stunning, even corporally. I'm not going to touch her. Uh, sorry. Did you say you were going to touch her or you were not going to touch her? No, I'm not. I'm not going to. Um, I'm afraid that my hand would go if I were to touch her I would be like her shoulder just to like 
see if she's okay, but I'm afraid of what might happen. Would my hand go through Adelaide? I don't want to find out. I don't want to cause her harm either in case like she comes back and my hand is like inside her shoulder. I don't know how things work. So I just want to make sure that she's okay. Perfect. And next we're going to check in with Nymeria. Nymeria, you were recently, you know, maybe not knocked out, but knocked down for the count. And then you were, like, brought unconscious onto the back of this creature. And now one of your teammates is sort of transparent. How are you reacting to all this? Uh, first question, what was the name of that company? Uh, Kel Enterprises. Great. I think, I feel like Numeria's dad is probably higher up with them. Why not? Uh, drama. And then uh, I think... I think, if I recall correctly, she was conscious, just useless, and Ragusa, I think, just carried her up onto the beast. Uh, so I think she's been at least, like, aware and prescient of what's going on. And so, yeah, conscious but useless. And so I think uh, she's been a little sulky because she doesn't like losing, even if she got ambushed by a 14-year-old and uh, kicked in the ribs. And so I think... She was probably about to like turn and say something about like, where's the service on this dog? And then uh, sees Adelaide go transparent and then looks away as if like Adelaide had gotten naked, like trying to give her some privacy. So she'll like kind of like look towards the fur and like cover her eyes a little bit with her hands. Like transparency is essentially nudity as far as she's concerned. So she's looking away respectfully. Excellent. Did you know about Kel Enterprises' push towards occupying the untamed and the rest of the, like, land? That may be a little bit why I'm here, uh, as, like, cultural exchange, I suppose, is that I can, you know, report back and be like, oh, this is what their culture is like, and blah, 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 you know, and, and... I would be reporting on generally harmless things, but they would be taking it as a means of intel. So I think I am an unwitting pawn in subterfuge and skullduggery. Perfect. And after we see Nymeria turn away, we're going to check back in with uh, Rugosa. Rue, you just had a fight that then got interrupted, so you didn't get to like finish the fight. It's kind of like battle edging. Um, so how are you feeling right now? Well, denial of pleasure is something that Rue is pretty well acquainted with, um, from her time in, in this cult of the Saline. So it's just sort of like they're doing their breathing exercises. They've got like their, their rhythmic tapping or whatever it is, you know, they've got plenty of like, okay, release, release the adrenaline, but not totally release it because still writing on a big creature that, Rue still kind of wants to kill and doesn't really understand why Rue can't kill. And that's confusing. At the same time, trying to cope with uh, these weird, I'm going to keep coming back to Javert-esque feelings <laughs> for Malta Regina. 
um, of like, okay, okay, no, 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 it's, it's, it's just, it's just that I, I can sense villainy, it's just the villainy, and I know that there's something to be done about it. It's just a problem that needs solving, there's nothing more to it. And Rue sees Adelaide go a little transparent, <laughs> maybe has a, a little bit of an aside to Malta Regina of like, oh, yes, well, going transparent is all well and good. That's a fine thing if that's what your God gives you. But, you know, I've, I've got um, I've got these muscles from my God. You could say that's the opposite of, of transparency. So that's... Uh, that's what I've got going on. Malta Regina, how do you react when Rue says everything about the muscles from their god? <laughs> Malta Regina is torn between admiring Rue's muscles and also just this weird freaky shit that's going on with Adelaide. Like, she she really cannot focus. She's feeling very overwhelmed right now. You know, on the one hand, I don't know. I don't exactly know what I'm feeling. Like, I, I feel like the dust from my soul has been shaken a little bit. Like, what is this emotion that is, is slightly stirring in me that I haven't really felt since my beloved died? But on the other hand, like someone's transparent here. I'm riding on the back of a giant beast running away from people. I'm still a little tipsy. Someone's transparent. Like, I feel like maybe I'm high. Like, I, I just feel like somebody, somebody, somebody just like, was I smoking? Was there smoke? Was there like weed in that bonfire? Like what's going on? And there very likely was weed in that bonfire. I feel like uh, the unseen marijuana is just pretty common, especially since, you know, plants grow rapidly and very tall. Um, I feel like there's not a dearth of it. Um, but also, I totally get that feeling. And I definitely feel for Malta Regina. Adelaide, how long does that transparency last? I think probably several minutes. Because I think there's like a while of like getting scolded by the unseen, which I think in this world are like big orbs of different colored light. Like if you look at like pictures of ghosts, quote unquote, the way that they have like orbs in them, like photographs of like from ghost hunters. So I think there's just this big orb who's scolding Adelaide and she's kind of trying to look around it to see what's in the middle of the circle. So I think, yeah, it's several minutes and then she like comes back to full corporeality as though nothing had happened. Uh, she comes back to not being transparent anymore. What happens? How do you all react to that? Coney lets out an audible sigh of relief and is like, are you okay? Uh, Adelaide just looks out towards the circle in real life and just sort of whis like mutters under her breath, those bastards. I say Malta Regina is very intrigued because she's the one who's usually being called a bastard. So... She's just wondering, like, who is this new bastard um, in town and what what do they have to do with anything? Rue stands at attention, awaiting information. I didn't know that they had come all the way to the Untamed. I've only heard heard about them before, but 
there's like a, a sign they're building something. Um, Kel Enterprises is. They're like clearing the grass. So I want to pause at this moment really quick. Um, we know Nymeria has a connection to it. Coney, do you know anything about Kel Enterprises? Because you used to live on the float like way back when. Yes. When Adelaide says the words Kel Enterprises, my whole, all the hair on the back of my neck stands up and a shiver runs down my spine. And I say, why, how do you know? Why would you say that word? I, I saw it. The, un, the unseen showed me. Because of what they do, I had to leave the float because of Cal Enterprise. And what are they doing here? Uh, I think I'm going to invoke a move. Uh, I have a move called It Wasn't All Bad, which is when you encounter someone whose perspective is different from that of your companions. Share a relevant story about your home culture and roll for spear. So I would love to talk about how Kel Enterprises wasn't so bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think Namir will hear that and go, oh, that doesn't sound right at all. From what I understand, Kel Enterprises has always provided energy and resources to people in need, specifically around the float, where resources are a little bit more difficult, save salt taken directly from the ocean. But otherwise, I think they've always been a great provider and trader of goods, which allows the float to continue its existence in this uh, awfully difficult world filled with mega beasts and mega flora. Oh, and I guess I have to roll. <laughs> yeah, do I need dice for this game, y'all? What the hell? Remember when I said I was ready? <laughs> uh, so I rolled plus spirit. My spirit was plus one. I rolled a four, so that's a five total which means nothing happens. I just mark experience, which I does believe put me at three. So should I level up now Perfect. or wait until the break? I'll wait until the break to level up. Perfect. Uh, for anyone listening, we did uh, do the like one-shot moves where we shorten it from 5 XP to 3 XP to level up. So uh, in case you're like, that's not the rules, it is. It's in the playbook. Um, and even if it wasn't, I'm the game master, so fucking deal with it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, Cody, you hear this like story that totally contrasts your belief in Cal Enterprises. And as you're thinking about that, I don't want to gloss over your reaction, but I do want to pause for just one more moment. Malta Regina, you have traveled kind of everywhere. Have you interacted with Kel Enterprises or like met them? I have not met Kel Enterprises personally, but I have definitely stolen uh, some of their their goods. And I only know this because I can I have a vague memory of just like tussling with some hench people and then, you know, seeing like boxes of, of the loot that we've carried marked Kel Enterprises. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then just, you know, taking taking what I want and just smashing the boxes and using them for firewood. So like the it vaguely rings a bell, but I'm just like, they're pro I can probably handle them. It's, it's probably not a big deal. Excellent. And Rue, what about you? Yes. Uh Rue knows of Kel Enterprises because they are essentially aligned in missions as far as 
killing off uh, some of this plant life and reducing the, um, the, the, the wilderness down. Rue doesn't necessarily, like, know much about their, like, company morality or anything like that. They just know them to be an organization that has a similar cause, or at least has a similar um, means to their ends. So as Nymeria is defending them, Rue squares up a little bit and, and sort of readies herself to jump in although they know themselves to not be as good with words so she doesn't necessarily think that she's going to talk her way into convincing anyone but if anybody does come at Nymeria she's like ready to to talk about it with muscles terrific and I want to jump back to Coney really quick as you hear Nymeria's perspective there what is your reaction to this take on Calendar Prizes? I'm very surprised by this take because I'm so entrenched in having a specific experience with them and seeing other people be so horrifically affected by them that I'm I'm taken aback and shocked, but also I'm very curious because Nymeria came up with that real quick. So how did she come up with that so fast? I'm very confused and curious. Uh, if do you ask her that, I guess. Do you want to figure out a person? Oh, figure yes. me out. Do that instead. I want to figure out a person. I want to figure out Nymeria. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so when you try to understand a person, roll plus wait. All right. So I have... I already have one for wit, which is why I'm so witte. And I've just rolled a five and a three. So uh, nine total. Excellent. Uh, So you can ask two questions, but they can ask one of you in return. Nymeria, how would you feel if I hated Kel Enterprises? I would feel, I think, a little saddened and disappointed. What are your feelings towards Cal Enterprises, Nymeria? They have provided everything for me since I was a wee child, so I have nothing bad to say about them as they've been the source of my uh, finances, stability, these nice clothes, and my swords, whom I love. And then I get to ask one back. I, I would say, how could I get you to see Kel Enterprises the way I do? Nymeria, I think that you would need to physically possess my body and <laughs> use your brain inside my brain. And so I would be looking out through my eyes at the way that you see Kel Enterprises. And that is the only way I would be able to view Kel Enterprises the way that you do. I'm sure someone in R&D is already working on that. That's terrifying. (laughs) We see this really kind of tense moment between the two of them. And Malta Regina, you're kind of outside the two of them. Like everyone else kind of has a side there. But you kind of have the like middle ground, for lack of a better word. Like you know who they are, but you don't have 
a major vested interest in either side based on what you said earlier. So you're kind of watching these people kind of go back and forth. What do you want to do there? I like I also have a move. That's like when you hear about a villain from the first time, you may decide that you know them from your past. Is that? But I mean, I like it's a it's an entity. But it's like I, I have a string from the figure out a person list and take plus one forward against them. So I don't know how that's going to relate to like an abstract concept of a company. Absolutely. For what it's worth, you will hear about the like CEO and the CEO's family pretty soon. Okay. So if you want to hold that, bef- so like when you know the person's name, you can trigger that move. Yeah, okay, all right. I'm going to hold out on that. So we're having this kind of tense standoff moment. Rue, you can feel a fair bit of tension between Adelaide slash Coney, who both very much uh, seem like they hate Kell Enterprises, and Nymeria, who seems very pro Cal Enterprises. Um, what do you want to do in this moment to, you know, either break up or escalate this tension? I think Rue crosses to stand with Nymeria and says, oh gosh, now I gotta think of something on the spot. Um, says, <laughs> It is entirely possible that we all have different dealings with this same entity and have received different gifts and different poisons alike. We are aligned in our current mission. That is enough. We have a goal that we are all attempting to complete together. Shall we put off this petty squabble until later? Perhaps. I don't understand what's petty about not wanting my home to be destroyed. Your home was destroyed eons ago. When this grass sprang up around our feet and tore the roofs off our houses. Have you not heard the tales? Have you not heard the original stories? There are some who seek to restore human life on land. And in order for that to happen, we must have some measures against this wilderness. Our entire way of life in the Untame is built around this wilderness. Like, this is, this is where we live. This is how it should be. This is what it is now, even if it wasn't like that eons ago. That came at the cost of another civilization, and so the cycle, I suspect, must continue for new life to flourish, for the advancement of humankind. They don't get to just decide to do that. So who does get to decide? You get to decide? You? Anyone here? This is the point, is that there is no one decider. There are all these little efforts, and we will see who, through the strength of might, wins in the end. If you want to fight your battle, fight your battle. But right now we are doing something else entirely. And this is only slowing us down. I just. So if you're not. Strong, you just don't get to have a say. 
many forms of might. And I'm sure all voices will be heard in the marketplace of ideas. That's they're, what my father always says. They're clearing the land already. They're building already. They're driving the animals away already. What do you mean your father always says? That's what he told me, that uh, where Ragusa, Ragusa speaks of might, we talk about <clears throat> intellect, poise, proper dictation, how to hold ourselves in an arena of thought. I'm not very good at it. He does it much better than I do, but that's why I suppose, you know, he's so high-ranking at Cal. That explains <laughs> much. What do you hope to accomplish? In this moment, what do you hope to accomplish? I... Can I not just process what I... Like, <laughs> this is a big deal. Yeah, please take your time. None of us are saying you have to come to a decision or a consensus immediately. Yes, as long as you do not push us to come to decision or consensus either. Just know that whenever, you know, when we get to where we're going, I'm certainly not aiding and abetting this company in whatever it is that they're doing there. Fine. 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 <laughs> Malta, where do you stand on all this? I mean, I... <laughs> I'm generally fucked the system anyway. Like corporations are inherently corrupt and that's why I steal from people or why I used to anyway. Cause like everyone's going to fuck you over in the end. Right. So I feel like on the one hand, I feel like I fucked enough shit up for a lifetime. So I don't know if I really want to get involved in all of this, but on the other hand, I feel like I owe Adelaide a favor and also, there's still a big part of me that really still wants to fuck shit up. So let's well, go fuck shit up. Yeah, you live here, don't you? Yeah. You know, my I mean, I'm here for right now. My mom's from here. I, you know, as much as I said I hated this place, I actually still kind of like it. You know, it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of pretty in its own, like, super dangerous way. So... I suppose, um, you know, I guess I, I, I suppose I should stand up for it. You know, um, my, my attitude when I was a bully was that, you know, no one's allowed to bully other people except for me. So I guess that still stands. Thank you for your honesty. You're welcome. I do wonder though, if it is corporations that are inherently corrupt or humans as a whole. And I suddenly turn cold and I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> when Rue says that, Adelaide thinks to herself, if Malta Regina stole from me, does that mean that I'm corrupt? <laughs> and begins to have a small crisis <laughs> in her own mind. <laughs> and again, we're back to this tense silence. And it's four or five seconds of this just like intensity and then you all start hearing what sounds like the whirring of machinery but like you're not that close to the center of this circle to be hearing like the factories and stuff that are over there and you look down towards the ground like past the creature's shoulders and there are these, like, 
motorbikes, like pretty rudimentary, but like motorized bikes whipping up around this creature's legs. Originally, it looked like they had like ropes to like knock down this creature. But as they see you like leaning over the side, they like break and start climbing up the legs of this creature. I'm like, what now? And my hand goes immediately to my sword hilt. Nymeria, you recognize these uniforms as 100% like Cal Enterprise guards and like security guards and such. Oh, then I will just run over to the edge of the beast and wave my arms and go, oh no, it's us. We're friendly. We're friendly. It's, it is I, Nymeria Wu. <laughs> so, as regal as possible, standing there like, like Chang Pao, just like swaying in the wind as we ride atop a giant beast. Nymeria, can you try to, yeah, I'm going to say try to entice. I know you're kind of doing it like logically, not emotionally, but I still think it counts here. I'll roll with heart which is what I believe heart, which is yes. a plus one. All right. <laughs> the dice love me. That's a, that's a five plus one for a six. I'm going sequentially today. Excellent. Uh, someone else can spend a string. If someone has a string on Nymeria, uh, you could spend a string to bump that up one more. I don't know if anyone has a string on Imeria who wants to include that. I don't think anyone also wants to entice in this moment. I think the lesbians want to fight. I mean, three of the four definitely do. I'm not sure uh, about Rue, but I also don't think Rue has any strings on Nymeria, so I don't know. Uh, I think all the strings are from Mystery They Them Assailant. <laughs> the, the, what was it? Assass Them. The, the nice assassin. What's the what's Sass the them? Jesus. The ass ass them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't seem to be stopping. If anything, they see like the regal clothes you're wearing and start to like speed up and like reach for. They've got like spear and harpoon guns on their belts and they're like reaching for weapons. Um. Can I try to high like can I go to the other side of the beast and try to like camouflage myself? Yeah, I think you can just do that. Great. Adelaide is like <laughs> rolling under a big mat of fur. <laughs> it's like um like Homer Simpson retreating into the bushes. <laughs> um Rue stands tall and calls down um, whatever your conflict with this beast, it is under our protection as we transport it to its destination. Back down if you do not wish to die. Malta Regina is like, hold up. This is the mighty Malta Regina of Regina Dentata. And if you know who the fuck I am, you better get off this beast right now before I unleash the pain. Malta Regina, can you roll to defy disaster for me? Sure. And it sounds like you're doing that with uh, might, endurance, or courage, specifically might. So that's... Uh, the B plus daring. Okay. 13. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so on a 10 plus, you do it with style. 
Uh, at the GM's discretion, you may also learn new information, uh, discover a new opportunity, or gain a string on someone. So, uh, you made this speech. Is there, like, a flourish? Are you, like, gesturing with something? Or are you just giving this speech heroically? Um, I feel like me... I think I'm just giving this speech heroically before I, like, unleash the full might of my self. Do I roll to be turned on and confused? Uh, <laughs> you can become smitten. Yeah, sure. I And I say this specifically because I feel like coming from a very patriarchal all-clave of the on-father, where it's like, ah, masculinity aspired to in men, and like, ah, look how powerful it is. You're gonna, you're gonna be married to some big hulking guy who will, who will protect you. And so I think having already gone through a boat trip with Rugosa and being like, this is confusing, to then see Walter Regina also do it and be like, this is definitely very confusing. I no longer understand gender roles. <laughs> yeah, this is really working for Rue as well. Uh, so, Nymeria, let's start with you becoming smitten. So, uh, when you become smitten with someone, always your choice, say why, uh, which you just did, give them a string on you. So, uh, Malta Regina, you now have a string over Nymeria. And then, Nymeria, you're going to answer the question in the Truths of Heart and Blade section in your playbook. All right, so when I become smitten with someone, say why, well, give them a string, and which of the values do they openly violate or decry? I think there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I think always cover your sinful body is a big one. Uh, and I think, yeah, I feel like, again, she, she's fulfilling what would typically in the, in the float be a much more like masculine role. So hence the smitten is the confusion because Nymeria is like, I'm trained to be attracted, like, I'm conditioned to be attracted to this, but I don't understand the gender of which it is coming from. So I think it is kind of fucking with her entire sense of her value system in this moment. Excellent. Uh, and then, uh, Rue, you said this is also doing it for you. Do you want to also be smitten again? You can get double smitten? You just give him another string. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess so. Damn. <laughs> You getting a fringe on you, Malta? <laughs> All these strings. Do I need to answer this again, or is it just moving Has forward? the answer changed since you answered it last time? I think that hearing Malta talk about like her love for this place and what sounded like her love for the plant life is like adding another element of like. Duh, this is confusing. This should not be happening. This is anathema to everything I need to do. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, Malta Regina, you get another string on Rue. Got it. And the security guards unhand their weapons, but do continue to climb up. Um, but they're clearly like advancing. Like, we don't want to fight. We just need to have a conversation with you because you all are intruding on Kel Enterprise's property. Oh, how I... Uh, my father is one of the executives. I don't think we're intruding at all. I saw you roll your eyes there. <laughs> and the head security guard, um, who is a woman of, like, Japanese descent, uh, probably mid-40s, early 50s, or, like, late 40s, early 50s, um, she kind of gives a look 
like, what are you doing this far from, you know, the float and the headquarters? But she doesn't question it. Not a lot of people in the Untamed would claim to be related to someone in Kel Enterprises. It's not exactly popular out here. And she is like, okay, well, I understand that you're not trespassing then, but this beast is Kel Enterprises' property. And she goes and, like, lifts up a mat of fur, like, on, like, the side of the neck. And there's a brand there, like, a foot and a half across. Just a brand of, like, the KE logo. Oh, Malta Regina is pissed. Nymeria visibly recoils at that, because that seems barbaric. Coney looks at Nymeria like, oh, I told you so. (laughs) Even though she said nothing. But she's looking at her like that anyway. Rue, what is your reaction here? This is another point where it becomes tricky that for the devoted, those they are smitten with are objects of their devotion. Because Malta Regina has indicated, instigated the push to protect this beast, to deny that devotion would be an issue. And to deny the devotion to, like, the law and order that I know and have been brought up with and the mission of ultimately ridding the world of beasts like this and others, uh, they are in conflict. This is a problem. I'm gonna probably take a condition whichever choice I make. Excellent. And I mean, you don't have to decide right now if you're going to make an action or not. Um, However, the security guards do look at all of you and they're like, so we're going to take our property back now. If you'd like to continue on your trek to this office up here, you are more than welcome. However, we're going to be taking this beast back now. Adelaide's voice issues from like among the fur. I told you we should have taken the train. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Top Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertelti. Our Thirsty Sword Lesbians campaign features Gina Famia as Coney Shiversville, Nieko Gavia as Malta Regina, Percival Hornack as Adelaide, John John Johnson as Nymeria Wu, Leo Mock as Rugosa, and this game is Gay Mastered by Tess Huth. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice, or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, in the link tree in our show notes, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds.